the 40.3 million victims of modern slavery today in modern slavery, more than half are in forced labor, which means they're working against their will and they're under threat, intimidation or coercion. Most of these people are trapped in the private sector, being forced to clean houses, make clothing that we wear, pick the fruit and vegetables that we eat, fish for shrimp, dig for gems and minerals and work on construction jobs. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Today, Cindy and I are going to talk about modern day slavery. You all might be thinking, what? But slavery is over, right? And the answer is not exactly. Well, actually, not at all. It's not over, Julie. Not over. We wish it were, and that we actually wouldn't have to do today's episode to help everyone recognize that it's not over, but we're doing it because it isn't. Let us explain. You're going to hear some pretty horrifying stuff. We'll start with the United States history of what happened after slavery officially ended. As we know, even after emancipation, when they were hired, we know that many Black farmers lived in debt under plantation owners. They were enslaved and now they were sort of still enslaved because they had to live on the land. Where were they to go? They still had to work for very low wages. There wasn't a minimum wage. Uh, They just didn't have to work for nothing anymore. But now they had to buy their own tools and necessities. So they had to take some money up front from their supposed employers, meaning they were in debt from the beginning. And the negative balance was carried into season after season, so they were stuck working. Any protest risked grave injury or death, and refusing to work in any way could even mean arrest under vagrancy laws. A lot of that sounds like slavery. It was. Bonded labor, or debt labor, is slavery, in which someone has to work to repay a debt. Often the laborer and employer initially enter into a mutual agreement. So it looks like the laborer is free to not do it. But the contractual agreement they enter into is hugely more beneficial to the employer than the worker. And of course, then the worker becomes like a slave because they can't pay off the initial debt due to the exploitative contract terms. And so they can't leave. So modern day forms of slavery can include that kind, debt bondage. And it also includes child slavery, forced marriage, domestic and other forced labor, where victims are made to work through violence and intimidation. So they live in constant fear and degradation. Right. When we think of slavery, we usually think about the chattel slavery or owning and trading of people and the transatlantic ships from many years ago. Chattel slavery allows people to be considered legal property bought, sold, and owned forever. It was lawful, and it was supported by the United States and Europe for a couple of centuries. Control and exploitation of humans by other humans. 
it is now technically illegal. Technically. Mm -hmm. But that's why people think slavery has ended. The truth is that more people are enslaved today than at any other time in history. Experts calculate that roughly 13 million people were captured and sold as slaves between the 15th and 19th centuries. Whereas today, over 40 million people live in some form of modern slavery. And these figures are according to the UN's United Nations International Labor Organization, or the ILO, and the related Walk Free Foundation. Wow, 40 million people is a shocking number. Seriously. It's probably higher. Modern slavery and human trafficking mean that basically people are enslaved to a master. There are still major forms of slavery all over the world where enslaved people face deception and the threat of physical, mental, or emotional abuse. Victims are either forced to work against their will, whether to provide sex, as in child sex trafficking, or other kinds of work, and they're prevented from leaving the situation. Forced labor describes all types of coerced work that someone provides against their will. These are adults and children who are treated as property to be owned and exploited. They might start working willingly, but then they're held against their will or they're kidnapped and forced into labor without any rights. Yeah, the best way to maximize profits is by minimizing the cost of labor. Many individuals and businesses use enslaved people to generate large profits. Our demand for cheap goods and services has created a labor system of slaves. A lot of us unknowingly support this by buying goods made less expensively through enslaved labor. Traffickers round up impoverished, desperate people, helping them enter other countries like the US where they're trapped in bonded labor. Slavery offers an inexpensive workforce. It sure does. And women and girls make up about 71% of that modern slavery workforce. Children make up 25% and account for 10 million slaves worldwide. Labor from children under the age of 18 can happen through force, deception, or coercion. Children, like adults, can be enslaved in debt bondage, forced labor, prostitution, in armies, and domestic and other work. Forced child labor exists in nearly every industry around the globe. And many of these kids are told that their families will be hurt if they try to leave. They're so trapped. Yeah. Domestic workers become slaves in hidden places when employers use force, fraud, or coercion to control or convince them that they have no choice but to continue working. Isolating environments, unfamiliar languages, confiscated travel documents, and restricted mobility often support this kind of slavery. A person today is considered enslaved if they're forced to work against their will, are owned or controlled by an exploiter or an employer who exploits them. They have limited freedom of movement, are dehumanized, treated as a commodity, or bought and sold as property. This is according to Anti-Slavery International which I was surprised to find out even existed, a group called Anti-Slavery International because I didn't realize there was all this slavery going on. Yeah. However, the 2016 Global Slavery Index from the Walk Free Foundation in Australia defines slavery as situations of exploitation that a person cannot refuse or leave 
because of threats, violence, coercion, abuse of power, or deception. Of the 40.3 million victims of modern slavery today in modern slavery, more than half are in forced labor, which means they're working against their will and they're under threat, intimidation, or coercion. Most of these people are trapped in the private sector, being forced to clean houses, make clothing that we wear, pick the fruit and vegetables that we eat, fish for shrimp, dig for gems and minerals, and work on construction jobs. There's also state-sanctioned forced labor, which includes governmental abuse of military conscription and forced construction or agricultural work. In certain countries, people are still born into hereditary slavery, passed down their maternal line. So if their mother was a slave, they're born into slavery. And forced marriage is considered a form of slavery with an estimated 15 million people living in such an arrangement. It's most prevalent in Africa, but there's slavery in every country. 1.5 million victims are living in developed countries an estimated 403,000 on any given day in 2016 were enslaved in the United States. In our free country. Right. The Global Slavery Index publishes country by country rankings on modern slavery and the governmental responses to deal with it. But the ILO and Walk Free believe the global estimate of 40.3 million is probably not complete and doesn't show the higher numbers because there are millions of people either in conflict zones or refugees or people in places that make it hard to count because of access or language barriers. Most of the money made this way is not in the developing world though, it's right here in our country and in Europe. There's very high profits in this. Right, Cindy, slavery is big business, even more lucrative than it used to be. Globally, it generates as much as $150 billion in profit every year. And more than a third of that number, close to 50 billion, is generated in developed countries, including the United States. Slave traders had to arrange costly journeys, but modern exploiters have much lower overhead thanks to technology and better transportation. Mortality rates are lower. A large supply of vulnerable, exploitable people can always be found for agriculture, beauty, fashion, and sex industries. Profits per slave can range from a few thousand dollars to a few hundred thousand dollars a year, depending on the trade sex has high profits. It sure does. And human trafficking is just one way of enslaving someone. Centuries ago, slave traders could buy another human being and own that person as their property, which does still happen. But today, it can also be more insidious. Trafficking involves recruitment of children and adults through coercion, even abduction, kidnapping, fraud, or force in order to exploit them. And the exploitation can come from anyone, including strangers, neighbors, or family members. Victims are typically led to believe they're getting a good job in a different city or country, often because there isn't something available where they are. And then they find out once they get there that the job doesn't exist and they're now indebted to a trafficker to whom they owe transportation, lodging, and any other fees that are demanded and that forced the victim into debt bondage. In the United States, jails and prisons actually feed vulnerable women into America's sex trafficking industry. 
Traffickers use government websites and corrupt bondsmen to get personal information, including mugshots, release dates, and charge sheets to identify potential victims while they're behind bars. Traffickers bail women out of detention. And once they're released, the women are now told they owe the people who've helped them and to pay back the debt, they're forced to work as prostitutes or have their bond rescinded and be sent back to jail. Pimps use bail to control and keep them in debt bondage. Forced to work as a prostitute to pay off bail debt, locked inside some house and beaten if they don't bring home enough money. Some know what they're going back to, but they don't feel they have any other choice as no matter what would happen, they'd be waiting for them anyway. Sometimes women are released not knowing who bailed them out or why or what they've gotten into and then they're trapped and coerced. Because a lot of the women are in for possibly, you know, drugs or some simple thing. These aren't sex workers who have been like jailed for some reason. These are vulnerable women and these kinds of predators focus on traumatized, isolated people. So women in prisons and jails are perfect targets. In prison, you have a captive population of women who often have nowhere to go and no one to go to. And the pimps can bail them out if they want to. This is like nobody's stopping them and then they own this person basically. Mm -hmm. Of course, sex work is not the same as pimp-controlled prostitution that is recognized as one of the most brutal and pervasive forms of human trafficking in the U.S. Trafficking is when a person is forced to perform labor or a commercial sex act through force, fraud, or coercion. Yeah, very different from sex work. Right. Then there's also trafficking onto fishing boats in the seafood industry that's widespread, especially in Southeast and East Asia, where... Men are tricked by the promise of, you know, a good job, maybe in a factory or agriculture or construction. And then they're drugged or beaten up and they wake up in a boat out at sea. And we eat a lot of the shrimp and fish that these guys have to catch. They can be kept for years without ever seeing the shore. And if they're caught trying to escape, they can be maimed or killed and thrown overboard. That is horrifying. It really is. I don't know. I mean, it, it really hearing that kind of story is, is very disheartening. I know. Migrant workers are also exploited all over the world. They are among some of the most exploited people in our country. And as we discussed in our episode about the minimum wage, federal minimum wage laws often don't apply to them because the jobs they're most likely to hold are exempt from minimum wage laws. Modern slavery affects people of every color, age, and gender but it's most prevalent among vulnerable people. People trafficked in many industries end up in a cycle of debt and exploitation. According to Anti-Slavery International, slavery is so common that it's possible you come across victims on a regular basis without even being aware of it. Key things they say to look out for are whether the person has freedom of movement or appears scared, withdrawn, or shows signs of abuse has few personal belongings or identifying documents with them, or seems under the control of someone else and is scared to talk. Of course, you can't try to confront the person. They'll likely have to pay dearly for that later. They'll be in a lot of trouble. It's best to get descriptions and as much information as you can and contact an anti-slavery, anti-trafficking group. Yeah, it's an interesting thought that we may have people who are in slavery all around us and not even know it. It's just because a lot of modern slavery isn't visible in public. It takes place in homes and private farms and places we wouldn't even think 
to consider locations for slaves. Exactly. And while it happens in every country of the world, it could also be ended by governments and activists around the world. Well, that would be good. (laughs) We're all affected by forced labor. Companies and businesses who use forced labor have an unfair advantage. Aside from the moral horrors of what they do, it costs a lot of money to sue these businesses for their practices. And of course, they avoid taxes too. So if you think that here in the United States, slavery ended over 100 years ago, think again, because slavery occurs in every one of the 50 states in different ways today. Slavery could be eradicated for good, but it would take a great political will and a lot of research. And it would take fighting against huge, powerful corporations, as well as hidden companies. And it's hard to do. It is really hard to do. One small thing we can do is make educated choices about the products we buy and the slavery or labor abuses imposed by those companies or the industry. We do you know, sometimes hear about those things and we have to take that seriously. For example, recently, maybe not so recently, we heard about abuses in the chocolate industry and yet our United States chocolate giants decided they would phase it out, but over the next several years or even a decade or so, which is just pure greed. I mean, they have to invest in their products and instead of making the huge profits they now make, they need to pay a living wage and raise the treatment of people on whose backs they've become wealthy and continue to become wealthier. Right. I have been hearing, I'm sure you have too, about the U.S. chocolate industry and for some years now, because I always try to buy fair trade chocolate. Yes. And the fact is you have to pay a little more. Yeah, well, I would rather pay a little more than think that I'm eating something produced by a slave, okay? Yes, fair trade chocolate costs more than other brands. And the companies, you know, have to accept lower profits. That's just what has to happen ultimately. I'm sure they would still be wealthy, these big companies. They would. The greed of traffickers is very upsetting. And the fact that they don't respect human life and freedom, it's frightening, overwhelming, and it makes me not even want to eat their chocolate, just as one example. Agreed. That is just one example. There are many. This is definitely a disturbing topic to discuss, but as we discussed, we think it's extremely important that we know about it and try to do something about it. One of the places you can go to learn more would be antislavery.org. Another site to learn from about trafficking is state.gov backslash what dash is dash modern dash slavery. And one more from the Council on Foreign Relations is CFR.org. Even though today's topic was so troubling for us to research and talk about and probably for you to hear about, it's always worthwhile to know rather than not know. At least then there's a chance that something can be done about it. That's true, Julie. You can only work to change what you know about. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.